the blast from our past network. Boys, y'all been here for a while? Oh, long enough to watch the bank getting robbed. has been robbing me for 30 years. Oh, you say you've seen them? I'm pretty sure they're sitting right over there having lunch. One of them is tall. Huh? The other one is short. It's both lean like cowboys. Look like brothers, if you ask me. You the Texas Ranger? Yes, ma'am. Tell me about those handsome young strangers that you waited on. Who said handsome? I did. Based on the fact that you didn't meet me in the parking lot hollering about the two out-of-towners eating here right before a bank robbery. Talking back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. This week, we're covering the movie Hell or High Water. Dean, welcome to the show. Hey, Tim. How's it going? Doing good. Doing good as always. We should. I just had an idea. Oh, okay. We should rob some banks hey, as brothers. You didn't just come up with this idea. You're oh, stealing. It was just on my mind. No, you're stealing content from the movie we just watched. Ah, okay. Nice try, though. You're busted. I'm busted. It seemed like a good idea. Actually, I don't know if it did seem like a good idea. I don't know, Dean. I don't think you can get away with that stuff nowadays. Okay. Yeah. One of my, Maybe one of, not. One of my uh, more favorite lines in the movie. We'll get to that, though. Um, I hadn't really heard about this movie when it came out. This one was recommended by a friend who was more in touch with the movie scene. And when he kind of just, you know... Didn't tell me much, just gave me a very brief synopsis, you know, the, the way a synopsis should be brief. Right. I yeah. was kind of skeptical that it would be as good as he said, because ah, okay. it just didn't seem like you can really do that type of movie as well as he was putting it. But I quickly came to realize as I was watching it that it's something special, and I found that the acting, the music, the cinematography are all extremely impressive in this movie. So what's uh, your history background with this movie? Uh, my history is very similar to that, except uh, my friend who told me to watch it is you. It was me. We watched it together. I came over. Um, we watched it. It was amazing. Uh, I really loved it. Uh, I didn't know, like, I didn't know at that time that uh, I liked, you know, the writer of the movie, Taylor Sheridan. I didn't know that I liked his movies. I hadn't really, you know, it wasn't really on, on the map for me. Um, so it wasn't something that I would had looked into before. Same with you. Just didn't really, didn't really know too much about it. Um, also, director not really familiar with. So, uh, yeah, you showed it to me and it ruled and it's awesome. And I agree. It is. Uh, it's. It's kind of special. This. This type of story could go, a much. Uh, yeah. It could, it could be not as good. You know. It could be not as deep. Not as uh, many layers to it. Um, just to make a movie. Just because of this plot, you could just make a movie about it. Um, but instead, this movie to me, I think it's got a lot of. Yeah. A lot of levels to it, and a lot of. Uh, a lot of neat. Uh, scenes, shots, layers, everything. I love it. It's very cool. Yeah. So you owe me one, then, if I showed this to I, you. I do. I owe you one. Yeah, chalk that one up to I owe you one. How many are we at right now? I don't know. Don't you love when people say that, though? You owe me one? Yeah. You owe me. You owe me one. Well, what does that mean? I owe you one. <laughs> yeah. And how do I pay it off so I, I'm not living yeah. underneath that, for that uh, veil of owing for, for very long? I'd just be like, just kidding. I don't like it because I, I don't <laughs> oh, want to yeah. owe you. Oh, then they would owe you. If you're like, yeah. you owe me, I hated it. You owe me. Right. Hey, you owe me one. That's what you do to yes. people who you say flip that. It on them. You flip it on yeah. them. Yeah. They're like, hey, uh, yeah, you can borrow that $100, but you owe me one. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, turns out I'm using that money for drugs and I have an addiction 
and you shouldn't be supporting that. And now you owe me one. You owe me one. Another one hundred dollars. I bailed you out of this, which may or may not go to the same place. Mm, yeah. Okay. It's well, a, we always got a scheme. We always got to throw in one of these rants that goes nowhere, and here, and here it yeah. is. Here it is, everybody. Yeah. It's a scheme. I mean, I think you're just trying to do another thing for brothers together to make money. It's just, it's just another thing. It's another scheme out there. Oh, you're still going with it. Yeah. Very nice, Dean. Yeah, I like it. Way to hold on. I like it, Should too. I let go? You don't have to if you have more to say. Okay. Okay. I'm done. I'm done, though. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, as we mentioned last week in our Sicario episode, we are covering this one because of Taylor Sheridan. He wrote both this and Sicario. And the movies have a similar vibe. I would say powerful scores. I would say great cinematography. And I would say great performances by a tight cast of four people. Now, what's most interesting is that you have different directors directing those two movies. And I find it really interesting how they each they did their take on Sheridan's story. Because they yeah. both executed them very differently. Now, Sicario is very intense. It's edgy. It's hard. It's a hard film. It's a thrill ride from start to finish, where Hell or High Water is also a thrill ride start to finish, but it has a much softer tone to it. And yeah, of course, sure, that has to do with the story, um, but it also has to do with the way that the director chose to interpret that story. So it's very interesting uh, you know, two pack of movies here to see, you know, how the directors interpret the writer. Yeah, that's a really good point. I like that a lot because Sicario is like, man, I was just like so intense that entire movie, you know, that that's it, it, it just induces all that in me. And I'm just like, so, so tight and on the edge of my seat. And then this movie was like kind of almost cozy. Like I just like enjoyed watching it and I enjoyed the scenes and the landscape. And it was like hanging out. I was hanging out with the movie and it definitely, like you said, it's got, uh, it's got the thrills in it as well. You know, it's not like it's not, it doesn't have those. It's got them, but it's a different way. You know, it's, it's just slightly, uh, played off in a different way. And it's, yeah, it was, it was very cozy while still dealing with a Taylor Sheridan script that at its core is like, you know, the system's messed up. You know, he's still kind of got the same the same core in both of these and just yeah. uh, two different, very different takes at attacking them. Uh, it's great. They're both page turners, but for different reasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, quick synopsis. A divorced father and his ex-con older brother resort to a desperate scheme in order to save their family's ranch in West Texas. So this is where everybody's thinking, like I was thinking, well, that doesn't sound all that interesting. Like, how could right. that be an incredible movie? Well, go watch it and you'll find out. You'll, you'll see. So it was released in 2016 with a budget of $12 million and the film grosses $38 million, which it should have made way more. But at the same time, I guess that's pretty good. Um this is another movie I never even heard about in theaters. Yeah. I don't think I heard about it until a year after it was, you know, out on video. Yeah. So this movie was nominated for best picture at the Academy Awards. It was nominated for best supporting actor for Jeff Bridges, best original screenplay and best film editing. So it's a banger. Yeah. Those, those all make sense to me. I love the I love the Jeff Bridges nomination. Oh, he's for just sure. having a great he's having a great time in this movie. <laughs> it's nice to be nominated for an Oscar after having just a great time. That is a treasure. Oh guys, yeah, for sure. That is a treasure. If you go to the bottom of the ocean to a sunken ship and you open up a treasure chest that nobody's ever opened before. Mm -hmm. It's not full of gold. No. No. You get where I'm going. It's full of bridges. You know who's popping out of that tr that chest. <laughs> yeah. Old Jeffy. El Jefe. You just get his different characters in different chests in, <laughs> in the sea. And he pops out. Wow. Okay, very nice. I didn't think we could actually go further than that, but you took it to another <laughs> you took it to another place. That's great. Now, Dean, you mentioned the director, you didn't know much about him, David McKenzie. I also know nothing about him, 
he has done a few movies, but I didn't recognize any of them. Yeah. He's got a movie, Asylum, Hallam Foe, Spread, Perfect Sense, Startup. Huh? What? Who? Huh? Don't, Don't know. know. Don't know. Written by Taylor Sheridan. Talked about him last week. Music by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Not the comic Warren Ellis. I know. Not of comic fame. No. Warren Ellis of the Bad Seeds of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh, cool. Okay. Now, they provided what I thought was an incredibly accurate score suited perfectly for the movie. You get a mix of instrumental music. They have songs from other artists that are playing throughout the movie. And then they have songs that Nick and Warren wrote for the movie. Now, if you know... That's cool. Yeah, it is. If you know about Nick Cave, he's got like this bit of a darker tone to his music, which was a really, really nice fit in this movie. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. tight cast of Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine, Ben Foster, and Gil Birmingham. Now, similar to Sicario, you have four main characters who just crush it in their performances. It's great. I I do like that about Sheridan, how he just writes four characters and just takes you on a ride with these four characters. Well, in the example of these two movies, I don't know how much more he does that. Yeah. I, I do like the formula of only a few main characters to follow. Yeah. I like that you get to dig into their characters more. You get a lot of development. I don't like trying to remember the names of 16 different people and people who pop in for a couple minutes and then they're gone. I like my movies focusing on a core, a core group. Yeah, totally. You get to know the four really well. Um, anybody else who's kind of in the movie is for growth on one of those four. Um, so that's, you know, that's once you... Uh, kind of notice that that's nice too because then you know if, if anything else is sort of coming into if anyone else is coming into the movie and they're going to talk about something it kind of has to do with one of these characters you know it kind of has to do with one of the main one of the main four and you can uh, just build up or get a little bit of more depth in one of those characters uh, it's great these four are great um, just like Ben Foster as the older sibling not what I would have expected mm-hmm. and just absolutely killing it uh, yeah, and you know, Pine obviously is uh, is fantastic. I just every time Pine's on on screen, you know, he's not in a lot. He's not in a lot. Yeah. And when I watch him, I'm just like, oh man, I love this guy. I just I, I love watching him. Yeah, I mean, this might be his best. It's tough to say. Oh, yeah, because he, he's yeah, so good. But you could say the same about Ben Foster. He's done some amazing stuff, but yeah, does it get better than this? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think Foster is interesting because he can push very, very hard and he can push too hard in some of his roles. And I think this is perfect. Mm -hmm. Like this is the perfect amount of he kind of goes loopy a bit in certain scenes and it's just enough. You know, it just works for his character. You really get his character. I think he's absolutely perfect in this movie. It might be my favorite Ben Foster. Yeah. So the movie starts off. We see two masked men robbing the Texas Midlands Bank as soon as it opens so they can avoid customers they make off with a bunch of small bills we see them drive off as the police are starting to arrive they take off their masks it's toby played by chris pine and his brother tanner played by ben foster one thing the camera shows us now and many times throughout the movie is that this scenery this setting where they're at in Texas is overrun with oil drilling. They go back to it time and time again. They go to large, um, like large factories. They go to just individual drills out in the field, but they hit it many, many times. Yeah. So now we're inside a different bank when we see the brothers run in and they rob this bank as well. Again, they only want small bills from the till. They don't care about the safe. 
So they load a bag and they take off. There, <laughs> funny, funny part. There was an old man in the bank, and Toby was supposed to take his gun away from him. And Toby just like puts it on the counter. And when they run off, the old guy just grabs his gun and starts shooting at them as they're running away. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Great. Tanner, when they're in the car, they're driving away. They just got shot at. Tanner wants to rob another bank. He's like, right. really into it. But Toby adamantly says they need to hit them first thing in the morning when there's no one there. And that yep. they have a lot of banks to hit this week, so they need to be careful. And that's your intro. Uh, I'm super intrigued. Like, yep. why are they doing this? What's going on? Uh, what did you think? Uh, I like the... Uh, yeah, so I like getting thrown into it. Uh, we don't know why they're doing it. And I like that through their interactions with each other, we get sort of a little pieces of information uh, for these characters, for Toby and Tanner, that we're kind of trying to put together. So Toby seems to be... Uh, new at this you know he takes out he first of all doesn't check someone for a gun and then when he the guy says he does have a gun he takes it out and he puts it on the counter right beside him like he could just lift up his arm and grab the gun and turn around and shoot him like he's just he's it's not his thing you know he's 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 brand new at it he doesn't know exactly what to do um and so it's so funny when the man just takes the gun and shoots at them right away you're like yeah of course (laughs) like why do you think he has a gun he's just gonna shoot at you um but then yeah tanner seems to be a little bit more uh aggressive he's offended really easily and you can see that in his you know kind of in his eyes through the mask that uh you know he might he might flip a switch at any moment you know it might kind of go off and he seems dangerous where you know toby doesn't toby doesn't seem dangerous at the beginning of the movie so love this setup of the two characters don't really know much about them but through their interactions can start to build up their characters and in my own mind yeah great breakdown so they head home to Toby's house and they bury the car in a hole. Now, this seemed very weird to me because they probably stole barely enough money to even pay for that car. So what are they doing? I, I get it. You know, they want to hide the getaway yeah. car, but they didn't. They barely made any money. Yeah. We learn Toby was taking care of their sick mother who has now passed away. And that Tanner and the mom didn't have a good relationship. So a bit of further character building. You know, Toby's the good son and Tanner's the son that didn't get along with, you know, the parents. He's a troublemaker. Then we meet a couple Texas Rangers. Marcus, played by Jeff Bridges. And Marcus is retiring in a week. I always love that trope classic the, the old the old grizzled cop one, one last one last case, case. <laughs> sign <laughs> me up i'm tuning in his partner is named alberto played by gil birmingham jeff bridges absolutely kills it in this movie his character is like this hard ass texas ranger but while he doesn't want to show it you can tell he's very caring and genuine. Like he busts the hell out of his partner, Alberto's balls. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> he smashes them. He smashes. He them, puts yeah. them on a table. This is not literal people. This is figurative. No, but he puts them on a table and smashes them with a hammer. That's how hard he busts Alberto's balls in this movie. But you can tell it's out of love. That's the he interesting thing. Yeah. That's why Bridges is nominated for an award here. It's like the subtlety of his character. Uh, I guess, I mean, his caring is subtle, but the other part of him is not subtle at all. It's very overt. But the way that he puts the two together to create this really believable, like older cop, I just thought it was fantastic. And I just love it. He's doing something with his mouth, too. I feel like he's got marbles in there or something. Yeah, he's got like some sort of, I don't even know if he's got like a mouthpiece or anything because what it looks like he's doing, it just looks like he's pushing his bottom jaw forward. Like if you were were to push your bottom jaw forward and then just deliver lines like that, that's what it looks looks like he's doing, which would be really uncomfortable and annoying to do for an entire movie. 
Yeah, and it seems like the words are just like spilling out of his mouth. Like he's not he's not saying yeah, the words; like they're that. just falling out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That I, I get that. That sounds good. <laughs> they're just like falling out as he's moving <laughs> his his mouth around. They just kind yeah. of spill out the side of his his exactly. Mouth. Oh, it's so great. But oh, yeah, he man. is just um, he's so rude to his partner. He's just he's offensive. So, he's full he's on so offensive. He's racist. Yeah. He's a complete racist he's, oh, to yeah. his, his partner. Yeah. Yeah, it's he, he's just it's his character. He's just this this weird character, um, and he just just does such a great job of uh, of playing him. So, uh, Jeff Bridges or Marcus here, he heads to the first bank to get a report, and I thought a very neat part where a guy pulls up in a truck and stops and asks what happened, and Marcus says somebody robbed the bank. The guy says if they cross his path, he'll gladly kill them. So I like this because early on, the movie shows the type of people that you're dealing with in these small Texas towns that we're going to be traveling to. Everyone seems to have a gun. And if you're going to rob a bank, you're at risk of being killed by the civilians. Yeah. So I think early on, it sets the stakes very high for Toby and Tanner if this is the game that they want to be playing. Yep, definitely. And um, also, um, you know, Bridges' characters uh, comment back to this guy who just tells him, oh, if I find him, I'll, I'll shoot him. He says something like, that's only going to be a problem for you, you know, because he's you're now going to get hung or whatever. You're going to get the death penalty if you could just go shoot people. And uh, that guy just, you know, responds with something like, oh, not if they can find the bodies or something like that. You yeah, know? it's like, it's only and a so problem just... for me if you can find the tree I hang him from. Right, right, yeah. So uh, it's just, yeah, you just get this this whole feel of it. You know, like Jeff Bridges is going to be going by the law. You know, he, he's a lawman. He doesn't say to that guy, yeah, you find him and kill him. He's not, that's not what he wants. So he's got to deal with this too. He's got to deal with all these civilians out there with guns that want to kill these these bank robbers. So yeah, it's, uh, it's just an interesting um, uh, world they're building here. Mm-hmm. So Marcus sees the bank manager's nose is busted and great line. This is like, this is how this guy talks. He says, they bopped you in the schnozola. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> just, that's like, what a great line. Who talks like that? Great. That wasn't very nice. Yeah. Just very charismatic in a grumpy way. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, totally. Yeah. So Marcus, he actually figures things out pretty quick here. He says the robbers aren't done yet. They're taking small bills from the drawer, not the hundreds, which is the bank's money and traceable. He mm-hmm. thinks they're trying to raise a specific amount, and it's going to take a few banks to get there. So that's very cool. Yeah. I'm already cheering for both sides. You've yep. got two brothers versus two rangers, and I like both groups. Yep, for sure. And and we don't even really know. We don't know what's going on. Uh, we don't even really know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yet. <laughs> yeah. It's a sign of a good movie. Yeah, exactly. You like everyone and uh they're all kind of bad bad guys. <laughs> you know, like they're yeah. they're <laughs> not much of a reason to really like any of them. Yeah. You have like police officers, but like they're mean to their own friends, you know? So it's like uh, they're they're kind of all bad guys, but we like them all. They're all also good guys. So the brothers are eating breakfast in a diner. We learned that Tanner was in jail for a long time, 10 years, I believe. He's been out for one year. We learned Toby has two boys that he hasn't seen in a year because he owes child support and he can't afford to pay it, so he can't go see them because his Mm ex-wife is going to light him up. Tanner suggests they just hit another bank for child support money. It's, this Great is idea. easy. This, anytime they need money, let's just go hit another bank. Great idea, Tanner. Uh, Toby, I like this. Toby says that Tanner's talking like they're not going to get away with it. And Tanner says he never knew anyone who got away with anything. thought that was good. Uh, Toby asks why he agreed to do it then. And Tanner says, because you asked, little brother. So I thought that was a nice interaction between the two. It's a great moment in the movie because you learn now that it was Toby's idea to yeah. do this. Though you thought, I thought, I don't know what you thought, but I thought it was the exact opposite. I thought it was Same. the older criminal brother 
yanking his younger brother along to do these robberies. He gets out of jail and now he's just dragging his younger brother into it. We learn now it's the younger brother's idea. And the older brother thinks they're going to get caught, but is just doing it because his brother asked. And so it's just, yeah, you, you get you get the relationship between the two of them even stronger. And now we get a little bit more information of, you know, why was it Toby? Why does, is it Toby's idea to do this? I, I love it. I love this moment. Yeah. And, and because it's Toby's idea and Tanner has agreed to do it, Toby's going to owe him one now. Oh. He's going to owe yeah. him one. You owe, hey, you owe me one. <laughs> Tanner, he never says it. He uh. never, never calls out to it, but he could have said, I'll do this at any point, but you owe me one. He doesn't. He's you owe me not... one. He probably said it off screen. Like <laughs> yeah, he probably oh, yeah. got it before the movie started. Right. He said, I'll do it, but you owe me one. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, Tanner looks across the street when they're at the diner. Guess what he sees? A bank. <laughs> he says he has to take a shit. So he gets up and goes. And then like oh, over Toby's shoulder out the window, we can see Tanner run across the street and go into the bank and rob it. It's wow. so great. It's it is. so great. It's great movie making. It's Loved so funny. It. So, so good. He has no idea. Toby has no idea this is what's going on. He's just sitting there having his breakfast. No clue. He's a handsome dude. He's getting hit on by the waitress. Yeah. Meanwhile, his yeah. brother has hightailed it across the street to rob another bank, which he just can't seem to stop doing. Yeah. So Toby leaves the restaurant to get into the car. We see Tanner come running out of the bank. There's loose bills flying everywhere. Yeah, right. Very funny scene. Um, they hop into the car. They peel away. But Toby is very pissed off because now they're going to have to ditch this car as well because it's been seen. It can be identified. And he says that's going to set them back a day, but they don't have that time. Right. So I like it. I'm curious. Yep. What, like, what is this timeline you're on? You know, we don't know yet what you're even doing, but yep. there's, you know, they're trying to get a certain amount of money. They have a specific time limit and it's tight. Things are tight. So the Rangers, you know, they're chasing the guys around, right? They, they're, they're chasing them from small town to small town because each one of these small towns has a bank. So they're going yeah. town to town to rob the town's bank. The Rangers are following town to town. They get to this latest town. They head to the restaurant to ask uh, some questions to the people. They want to talk to Jenny Ann, the waitress who was hitting on Toby. She was great. Loved her. Oh, awesome. But I really liked the comment that came from one of the patrons that Marcus was talking to. There's like three retired guys, maybe in their 60s or 70s, you know, everybody's wearing cowboy hats. They're like decked out in, you know, cowboy gear, it looks like. Yeah. And this guy says, seems foolish. Days of robbing banks and trying to live to spend the money. They're long gone. Long gone for sure. And I thought that was such a perfect line. Because it's so true. Like, that line sort of grounded the movie for me. It lets me know that the movie knows it's existing in, like, modern day, modern times. It's not going to try right. to pull one over on you. It's yeah. like, look, you can't rob banks. That's over. You can't get away with that. There's too much out there that's going to, like, there's too many things you're going to screw up and you're going you're gonna to get caught. Yeah. Um, and then it makes me think, like, do the brothers actually think they're going to get away with this? Because if you and I were like, let's go rob some banks, it's pretty obvious you're just not going to get away with that. There's cameras everywhere. There's people everywhere. We don't know, we don't know what we're doing. You're just going to get caught. It's a stupid thing to do. And to do it for, like, the loose bills, like the 20s and 10s and maybe 50s, like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you... So I really yeah. like that they decided to bring that line up and, you know, I thought it was very fitting for, for that moment in the movie. Yeah, very good. Like you said, grounds the movie. Because um, you got, I, like, what I like here is you got Tanner who's like, yeah, whatever, we're going to get caught. And he's just, like, running across the street, you know, robbing banks. Like, he's, he because he thinks that they're just going to get caught, he's not thinking, you know, like, really strategically like Toby is. He's Toby's just thinking... Let's not get caught. Like, we have to do it by the plan so that we don't get caught. And you got the other guy who thinks you're going to get caught just doing it. Because that's been his whole life, right? He's just been in jail, been caught. So he's just off doing it. Yeah, I, I, I like this. You, 
Tanner's not going to last much longer doing things like this. Right. So, you know, since they're going from town to town, there's a lot of driving in the movie. And, you know, as the brothers travel and hit these local branches, the rangers are following, it gives the movie a lot of time for the characters to bond. And this movie very much, in a way, felt like a road trip movie. They spend yeah. so much time in vehicles, kind of like bantering. Um, that's how we're learning about the characters, learning about backgrounds and stuff like that. Really fun aspect of the movie. Yeah, I think that's why I even I described it as like a hangout. You know, I'm just hanging out with the movie because it does feel like that. It feels like I'm just in the backseat of that car road tripping with everyone, you know, road tripping with the Rangers, road tripping with the bank robbers. It's uh, it's th- there's a lot of like um, like actually character growth also in those car rides, you know, yeah. so it's it's really that's why it feels like you're there. Yeah. The other thing that I really liked about the movie and kind of like traveling around so much is you get a really good feel for the territory. You get a good feel for Texas. And they did enough with land and locations and taking time to just sit with shots of nature, uh, let the cinematography do some talking. Texas itself ended up feeling to me like a character in the movie. Yeah, for sure. Which is not easy to do. I thought it was an incredible feat that I felt that way. Yeah, not same. not by me, but by the movie. It was an incredible oh. feat that I realized came to this realization that I feel like Texas is a character, but amazing for the director to be able to get that across to me. Yeah, yeah, you reach such an emotional level, Tim. You're so proud of yourself. Yeah. It's just an incredible feat <laughs> yeah. for you to open up to a movie like this. I just connected so hard with the cinematography yeah. and the. Land I'm proud of, of you too. Yeah, <laughs> so proud of myself. No. So the brothers go to a casino to clean the money, which is very smart. Yeah. Good job including this. I don't like think any of the money that they have is actually marked. They've been making sure to take the small bills. But just in case, this is a great idea to solve any issues with marked money. I think, yeah, I honestly think this is like uh, alibi type thing where it's just, you. They, I think they, they want to say that they've won this money. So they spend, you know, three hours in a casino and come out with money, you know? So I I think it might even be something, you know, something like that. You can prove you were there. You can prove you went to the casino. Well, I guess maybe you can't really, but. Well, because they they can also prove that you came in with like 30,000 cash and changed it to chips and then cashed out. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, they could say that you did come in with a bunch of money. That's true. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea. I like that they just go in there, get their chips and then just sit with them. You know, they're just, I mean, you know. Tanner's Tanner does go off and play a bit, but Toby's whole plan is just to sit with the chips for three hours in a casino and then leave. Yeah, Tanner makes some money. He makes a bit of cash playing poker. Yeah. Uh, Toby, I, like you said, he's just sitting at the bar having some drinks. Tanner plays a bit of uh, poker. Tanner almost gets in a fight. Then he assaults a call girl that was trying to pick up Toby and causing a scene. You know, this guy's... Oh, yeah. He's a problem. <laughs> like Toby says to him, I don't know how you stayed out of jail for a year. And Tanner says it wasn't easy. <laughs> that's just the, <laughs> that's who this guy is. Like it's a it's a feat that he's been out for a year and he hasn't gone back yeah. yet. Yeah. I watched that that when I was watching that moment and he delivers that line, it wasn't easy. I was like, that's gotta be in the trailer. You know, that's such a trailer clip <laughs> yeah, where yeah. it's just like, I don't know how you stayed out of jail for a year. Yeah. Wasn't easy. It was so sure. good. It was so perfect. Yep. So they go to cash out. They get a check. The teller asks who they want the check made out to. And Toby says, Texas Midlands Bank. Uh, what? Yes. What? Very confusing. Uh, the bank. Very confusing. <laughs> that you're robbing. Yes. Also, huh? Tim, I think this is. This is why they go to the casino. You can make out checks. They can make out a check to you. You don't have to go to like another bank with a bunch of money to make out a check. Ooh, so like that's a good point too. You get the check from the casino. Now you can just go and use that check, and it's just like, yeah, that's I won the money. I got it from the right. casino. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe that's why they did it. 
yeah, that that makes sense why they did it. But yeah, th- at this point, you're just like, what? What are they? What? what? Like, are they are they having second they're gonna thoughts? Gi- they're going to give it back. They're going to give the money. Yeah, back. are they having second thoughts about taking the money? They they got big hearts now. They're going to give it back. They're going <laughs> to go get, return the money. Okay. Oh, this is weird movie, but okay. We made a bad call. We would like yeah. you to have your money back. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, it was us. Sorry. No, not the case. The brothers meet with a lawyer, and we learn what they're doing, Dean. So Texas Midlands Bank loaned their mom $25,000, which was just enough to keep her broke, the lawyer tells us, so that they could take her land when she passed away. And the lawyer says he's helping them because he sees how fucked up these banks are, that they would do something like this. And he loves the irony that these guys are going to pay back the bank with the money that they stole from the bank. He says, if that ain't Texan, I don't know what is. Great. Uh, uh, yeah, it's so, so good. This lawyer is great. The lawyer says, the foreclosure of the house is on Friday, and come hell or high water, they need to be at the bank on Thursday because the bank will definitely foreclose early. Yeah. So, great. We know why they need awesome. the money. We know why there's a timeline. This one scene kind of, you know, halfway through the movie just lays it all out there for us. And I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, It's great. So Toby goes to see his boys and he tells them he's leaving them that land and that they found oil there. So the boys won't have to worry about money anymore. So another piece of the puzzle, the land has oil. It's worth way more than whatever... You know the twenty five thousand or whatever the mortgage is, it's exactly. worth way more. And you know, fuck the bank for trying to steal it from them. They know. They know exactly. what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. This is the point when you're like, oh, fuck this bank. Yeah. Exactly. They knew that this woman was sick. They knew that she, you know, was getting older. They knew there was oil on that land. They'll lend her the money so that she'll owe it to them when she dies. Yeah. And then they can just take it. They can just take her property. This is fucked up. You just like. This bank sucks. <laughs> so yeah. you're like, yeah, great. Steal their money, pay them back with their own money. They're probably claiming insurance anyways. They're going to get double the money back. What do they care? You know, like, great. Love it. Yeah, fuck this bank. Fuck this bank. So the brothers need to hit two more small banks to get enough money. They go to one bank, but it's shut down. So now the other bank is not going to have enough money to cover what they need. So they have to change their plan here and head to a larger town with a larger bank. Yeah. And it was interesting because Marcus, uh, you know, um, Jeff Bridges, he's been very intuitive this whole time. And him and Alberto were staked out at that second smaller bank. He's just like, they're going down a path of towns. They're going to hit this bank. And he just parks himself outside the bank. They get a room at the hotel next door. He's sitting across the street all day long waiting for them. And yeah. they would have hit it if that other small bank wasn't shut down. They would have hit the first one. Then they would have hit that one. But since they had to change their plan here, they do go somewhere else. But Marcus actually gets the gut feeling like that might be happening, that they might actually yeah. be going for this larger bank. So he kind of like does the same thing. He grabs Alberto and they start heading towards that larger bank as well. Really interesting. Like it's really interesting watching him kind of put the case together in his head and figure it out. He's so intuitive. He just knows like what's going on almost at all times. Yeah. It does really just feel like a guy who kind of solved something, you know, he pulls out the map and he starts putting the pieces in his mind together. Like he's been sitting here looking at this bank. So he's been trying to piece everything together. Like, why are they doing it? Why are they taking this money? Why are they hitting these banks? And he just kind of figures out that, you know, they're probably going to go to this one because it fits the bill. You know, it fits like exactly what he thinks they're after while the other ones, the other banks are in too small of towns, you know? So it's like they, they, they probably won't get enough out of it. He kind of figures that out on his own and narrows it down to this one bank and he's he's going there now. Yeah. So the brothers get to that bank, they head inside and shit, 
There's probably 30 people in there. Oh, man. Now, they're trying to hit these banks first thing in the morning to avoid any customers. But because they had to change their plan, drive, you know, in a different direction for however long, this bank is packed. Yeah. But they start to rob it anyways, and shit goes down. An armed security guard runs out at them, starts shooting. Tanner kills him. Then a civilian on the ground gets up, pulls out his gun, starts shooting at Toby. Tanner kills him as well. They run outside, and I loved this. There's already three civilians across the street shooting at them as they come out. Yeah. So they're in deep shit here, man. I couldn't believe it that those guys were already shooting at them. Yeah, and I love like comparing this to the opening robbery, the 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 robbery that kicked everything off. You know, they they snuck in the bank right when it was opening, and there was only one employee, and then they had to sit with that employee and wait for one more to come because that's the one who had the key to the vault. Everything was so quiet in that robbery. They're sitting, you know, they're basically just chilling, waiting for someone to come, and then this one, utter chaos. Like this is the thing when you have this timeline and you have these, you know illegal things to do if something goes wrong and you still have this timeline you got to push it and you got to go do something else and they got themselves into it in this one like just people everywhere gunfire everywhere they're being shot at they're trying to jump into a car i'm thinking like they're done like they're getting shot at from every angle how are they getting away from this yeah i mean their truck is just taking massive shots like they're just bullets ripping into that truck yeah yeah. Tanner jumps in through a window. Uh, Toby jumps in the, the bed of the truck. Tanner's not even looking what he's doing. He just like peels off. He's going over curbs. Glass is getting shot out. Like you think yeah. they're going to get killed here, but they're able to pull away. But the civilians hop in their vehicles and just pursue. Yeah. They're not done. Yeah. They, no. they didn't get their fill yet. They want to take these they're guys down. So I'm, yeah. and it's the, I'm very stressed, <laughs> feeling very stressed, oh, so at, stressed at this point. Exactly. It's like it was kind of, even though they were robbing banks and it's still dangerous, like it was kind of very calm up to this point. This is the first point in the movie where I'm like, will they even make it? Like, yeah. is this movie end in their deaths because they were robbing banks and that's like not, you know, not what you should be doing. So is this what's going to happen to them? Are they done now? And this is the first moment I think that. This is the first moment where I'm like, oh yeah, they might not make it in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they might not make it because Toby's been shot. And there's five vehicles chasing them. They're just cruising down the highway. Um, Toby's like almost passing out. You know, Tanner's like screaming at him to stay with them. Tanner, he needs to shake these five vehicles, though, because they're, they're trying to get to another getaway car so they can ditch this truck. So he can't have them see that. So he pulls over to the side of the road, goes in the back of his truck, pulls out his machine gun, which we've only seen like in a case so far. This movie kind of yeah. he's been bringing it place to place with him, knowing that he might eventually need it. And this is where he needs it. And he starts lighting those vehicles up. Yeah. Basically, in f- until they're forced to turn around and take off, bef- he's going to kill them all. <laughs> like, he, oh, yeah. He unloads like three full like clips into them in about 15 seconds. He's just, yeah. Bah, 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 bah. Like, clip is done. Bah, 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 bah. Clip is done. You know, he's, it was awesome. Very realistic, yeah. too. He's not just like hosing them down with endless bullets. Like, he probably yeah. lets out, I don't know, 30 rounds in maybe four seconds and then has to put a new clip in uh man it was a cool scene and they go running away because they should because uh very, yeah it's very scary he's just walking towards them shooting and uh this is this is also you get their dynamics right because uh toby the whole movie has been like don't bring the gun don't bring the gun we don't need that why are you bringing that like we don't need he just doesn't even want that along he doesn't want he's telling toby to be nice in the robberies and everything like that like he's the one who just has a plan he's not actually been in the moments you know so he doesn't know how they could go and it, it is toby bringing the gun along that actually saves their life here um even though you know, they're probably in some trouble because Toby's too aggressive in other in other areas. But like it is this moment where having that gun along was helpful. Oh, definitely. Toby has had a gun along the way, but Tanner is yeah. the one who's really using it. And in, in the bank, it's yeah. Tanner who uses his gun to kill the two threats. 
right? So he is the one, you know, as it should be. He's like, he's the kind of the criminal of, of the two. Yeah. He knows how to handle himself with a weapon. And yeah, it is him him with the weapons getting them out of trouble here. Yeah, it's almost like Toby, like not really knowing exactly what he's getting into, you know, because he hasn't really been there before. You know, he's just got the, oh, let's rob banks. That's a good idea. Yeah. But I mean, I think he knows that like he'll need Tanner if he wants to, if he wants to pull this off, he's going to need somebody who knows, knows his way around a gun. And while Toby's not going to want them to actually resort to using guns, he probably realizes that if it's just him and it comes down to a gunfight, he's going to get killed. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely can't do it by himself. You can tell that when he uses the gun. You know, he, he's yeah. like doesn't even know how to really hold it, and it's just kind of like he's shooting it and doesn't even realize he's doing it. Yeah. So the brothers head to that second getaway car. Toby gets in, but Tanner stays in the truck and isn't going to go with him. Tanner says, your plan worked every step of the way. Trust it. Tanner then says, I love you, Toby. I mean it. Then Tanner jokingly tells him to go fuck himself. Right. <laughs> Which is, it is a, a touching moment for this guy. Like he finally said something like heartfelt and meaningful in the movie. Um, maybe not the first time, but like this was his big one. But then he has to kind of follow it up with like his joking. Right. That's just the yeah. way he is. He can't say he can't say I love you without without saying go fuck yourself after. He's got to he's got to balance it out. Yeah. So he says that and then he turns around and goes back towards the men who were following so that Toby can get away. Yeah. The police have caught up and Tanner's heading right for them. He's heading right for about 3 cruisers. He peels off to take them off-roading. He heads up a steep hill sets his truck on fire and sends it back down so they can't they can't come up any further and then he continues on foot with a sniper rifle that he's also been carrying around in a case yeah tanner goes up on a hill he digs himself in the marshals pull up marcus and alberto the marshals are hiding behind a police car as tanner's just shooting at everybody shooting at everything and everybody and Alberto gets shot in the head dead. Shoot. Fuck, man. This was a tough moment. And it's super tough. I was not expecting it to happen. And just even like as quickly as they decided to make it happen in the movie, even that caught me off guard. Oh, man. Rough. It completely catches you by surprise. Uh, they do an excellent job of not building up the moment yeah. so that I don't even think of it as an option. Like, I know Tanner's up there shooting. I know they're down there shooting back. I don't even think of it as an option that one of them's going to get hit yet. You know, you don't, you just, it hasn't even entered your brain yet and boom, dead. Like, yeah. just shot in the head and dead and it's just right there. It's like, yeah, it, it just happens so quickly, just as quickly as it happens, you know, for them, for the characters in the movie. Uh, it is, uh, it, it's quite the moment. It, it's a shocking moment. It caught me by surprise for sure. Oh, me too, man. Me too. And yeah. there's a line earlier in the movie where Alberto was saying like, oh, I hope one day I get some action. I get to see, you know, some action. Yeah. And Marcus said something like, just like the way things are now, you'll probably go the rest of your career and never be in a gunfight. Right. They, they just yeah. don't go down anymore. It doesn't happen. So... You know, don't even worry about it. And then here he is, you know, a couple days later, his first altercation, and he just gets shot in the head. Yikes. So Marcus is freaking out. I mean, his yeah. reaction to what happened is, I mean, I'll never forget it. I can just picture, it's a sound. It's like a sound that he makes. And he takes like the 10th of a second to mourn. And then has to continue on because of the situation. But you can tell yeah. he lets out almost like a whimper and yeah. then has to move on. It was just great acting. But he runs over because the, the civilians have come back. Like the five cars have come back. He's trying to push them back because everybody's going to get killed here. And he ends up uh, he ends up hopping into one of the civilian vehicles. And he like asks the guys, like, do you know this area? And the guy's like, of course. And he says, you know, take me up to the hills. We need to outflank this guy. Yeah. 
So the SWAT team has arrived now. Tanner's lighting them up. Just like shoots shoots their whatever their van yeah. up, and they're all running and scattering. Like nobody's yeah. got anything for for Tanner here. He's got this situation well underhand. Yeah, he's well, he's way high up, well covered, and yeah, yeah has a, a powerful sniper rifle weapon. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, but Marcus eventually does make his way around and behind Tanner. He lines up a shot and kills Tanner. We see Toby trying to get away in this getaway car. Really tense moment here because he comes to a like a police barricade where they don't want oh, any, yeah. they don't want like the robber or anybody to get by. So they're checking everybody's ID. They've got like the spike stripped down so you can't drive past. Really like quiet, calm, intense moment as they have to check his ID process it make sure he's okay make sure he's on the level meanwhile he's been shot he's trying to act cool bleeding he's trying not to sweat and of course like it feels like the the police are just taking their sweet ass time running everything you're just like what's taking so long very very intense you know they're like why didn't you why are you coming this way why didn't you take this road why didn't you take this road and he's just very calmly like you know, oh, yeah. those roads were closed. Uh, this is the way I had to come. I know it's the long way, but the other ones were closed. He's making that up. Those roads aren't closed. He's just hoping yeah. that these guys don't know that those roads aren't closed. And they don't, yeah. right? So, man, really, really intense scene is great. It's so good. He's just, he's playing it so calm. And he's playing it, like, slightly annoyed that yeah. he's even being pulled over. Yes. And that's what really works is that he's, like... And he's not fully annoyed. He's just kind of like slightly annoyed that they're asking questions. You know, it's just yeah. like, yeah, why are you coming this way? It's the only way I could go. Like, what, what do you expect out of me? And I really like that his gunshot, he kind of first covers it up just by putting his seatbelt on. Like, it, the seatbelt kind of covers it up a bit. Right. So I like that he looks down and he's just like, what am I supposed to do? I'm bleeding. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can put my seatbelt on and that'll cover it up. And then I can just like hold like I have my, I'm just holding my seatbelt. Um, and that, yeah, he, oh, man, it's, it's really tense. It's a really tense scene. Yeah, and you should probably have your seatbelt on if you're going to talk to the police. Well, right? that that too. Yeah, you should probably be wearing a seatbelt. You, you're going to get a ticket for that. Yeah, he doesn't need any more heat. No. But we uh, cut to Toby at the casino uh, cleaning or getting the check for the last amount of yeah. money. And he watches on the news as the news reports that his brother was killed. Yeah. And there was really no reason to like Tanner in this movie. But I, I'm like deeply saddened when he gets killed. It's a very, yeah, very sure. sad moment. Both him and Alberto, very, very sad moments to see these two guys go down. Yeah, well, the, it's interesting, these two brothers, because they're doing everything. They're doing all this for Toby's kids. You know, everything is for Toby's kids who he doesn't even really see. And so Tanner is doing everything. Tanner is like losing, lost his life for Toby's kids, you know, to help out Toby's kids. So that's, you know, it is his brother. He loves his brother. He, he helped out his brother. Um, even though Tanner maybe is like an action junkie or whatever, he still did it. He still helped out his brother, uh, like robbed these banks for his kids. Um, so it, it is, it is sad. It's definitely sad when Tanner, when Tanner dies. Yeah. Maybe just to, to step back for a second to the shot that they had, like the camera shot of him dead. Yeah. is really beautiful, you know, because um, he gets shot kind of in like the back or side of his head and he falls forward onto his gun and his gun hits the ground first and sort of props his body up, almost right. like he's still sitting up. And then they had a rattlesnake right by his feet. Mm. I don't know if you noticed that, but there's like this rattlesnake propped up ready to bite. And you can tell like Ben Foster is sitting there with the rattlesnake there. It wasn't CG'd in or anything. They just put a rattlesnake there and like got its aggression up so that it would raise up and be ready to defend. Really, really like it was a it was a beautiful shot. It was a sad moment, but it was a beautiful shot. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I I like while we're right there, I do like the the also gunshot from um marcus here because he had gone up like he's trying to hike up this mountain he's so tired like he's old he's so exhausted and he still takes that gun to take the shot because like the civilian he's with is like i can do it i can shoot but he's still like no (laughs) like you can't just shoot him this is my job he takes the gun and you know he's avenging his partner too takes the gun takes his breath makes the shot and then just like kind of rolls over like he's 
gonna die himself. He's so exhausted. I just really liked that how how much he was able to play that exhaust exhaustion. And you're like, yeah, this guy is days away from retirement. You need to retire. Yeah, he took two deep breaths before he made the shot. Because normally you'll see yeah. a guy take a deep breath and then they shoot. Right. He took a deep breath, took a look, then went back for another deep breath. He but needed some more. I, I did really like how that you know back at the first bank where the first guy um, says that he'll kill the bank robber yeah. for them. And Marcus tells him, you know, you'll get basically tells him you'll get in trouble for that. So I'm not going to yeah. let you do it. Progress to the end here. A guy's asking again. He's like, let me take the shot. I'll kill him. And yeah. I don't think it's about Marcus saying, no, no, sorry, you can't do that. This is a police thing now. Marcus wants to be the one to kill him. He wants yeah, to avenge, sure. like you said, Alberto. He wants to take yeah. him out. Now it's about revenge. So we see that Marcus is now retired, but he goes into the office asking to look at Tanner's file. Marcus learns about the brother, Toby, but the marshal who took over Marcus's job says that nobody ID'd Toby and good luck pulling a warrant on a guy whose property is pulling in $50,000 a month in oil because you think he stole $40,000 from the bank that's running the trust for the boys. Yeah. Uh, that's great. None of this is sitting right with Marcus. And with nothing better to do than think about this case and his friend Alberto, he decides to pay Toby a visit, so he grabs his gun and goes. Toby greets him, armed with a rifle. Mm -hmm. Marcus asks if he knows who he is and says, I'm the man who killed your brother. Toby says, I know. You're also retired and trespassing. Marcus asks, can he sit? Toby says, go ahead. Toby grabs him a beer. Marcus says, how did you do it? Oh, never mind. I'll figure that out in time. Why did you do it? He says, I know, Marcus says, I know Tanner did it because he liked it. He robbed the banks because he liked it. He killed my partner because he liked it, but not you. Help me understand why four people died so you could steal money that it don't seem you spent and don't seem you need. Toby says, I didn't kill your friend. Marcus says, yes, you did by putting this in motion. You're smart. This was you. Toby says, I was poor my whole life, my parents and their parents before them. It's passed from generation to generation. It's like a disease. Well, not my boys. This is theirs now. Now, I ain't never killed anyone before in my life. But if you want me to start with you, let's get on with it, old man. See if you can grab your pistol before I blow you off this porch. Then Toby's boys and ex-wife come home. Toby says that the house is theirs. He's just there fixing it up. Mm-hmm. Marcus looks around, realizes what's happening, and says, the things we do for our kids. So I think with that line, I think he's realized what's going on right, and yeah. why it was done. Yeah. Then Marcus walks off. Toby says that he rents a little house in town. If Marcus wants to stop by and finish the conversation, he's welcome anytime. Marcus says he'd like that. Toby says, I hope it's soon so he can be done with this. Marcus tells him he'll never be done with it. It will haunt Toby for all his days, same as it will haunt him. Toby says if Marcus stops by, maybe Toby will give him peace. Marcus says maybe he'll give it to him too. Marcus drives off, and the end. So sorry I had to, you know, hammer out a bunch of sentences there, but I thought it was really important that yeah. final conversation between the two, because this whole movie is built up to that. And you want to know what's going to happen. I, I honestly, yeah. I would have been fine if this whole scene didn't even happen. Like this movie is a 10 out of 10 movie. If they don't even have this conversation, but this conversation was the icing on the cake. And the fact that they can even leave it a little bit open-ended, like these guys might kill each other tomorrow. Who knows? I just thought it yeah. was a really, really nice ending to the movie. What did you think? I, I loved it. Um, it's Texas. Uh, 
he's uh, Marcus here is on private property. Uh, uh, Toby can shoot him. He can just shoot him for being on his property, yep. and that's within his right. And he knows this guy is here for maybe the same thing. He knows that Marcus is there to maybe do the same thing because he is not a police officer anymore. Um, you know, he's not. He maybe he's there to do the same to shoot him. So he could, he could just unload, but that's not him. That's not his, he's not the killer, right? He doesn't want to have to do it. Um, but I love this talk between the two. I love that, you know, he asks if he can have a seat and he, you know, Marcus takes a seat and he gives him a beer. Like, I want to have an enemy that I can give a beer to and accept <laughs> them to just be like, I know they're here to kill me, but we're so chill right now. Like maybe I have, maybe cause uh, I have the power or something or so chill that I can offer them a beer. <laughs> it's just such as fun little unique thing where he's given him a beer at his house even though that guy is there probably to kill him um and then i like their little back and forth at the end you know not just like both saying i, I want it over i want it done with you know so maybe we have to kill each other maybe one of us has to come out of this alive uh i really like it i, I really like their back and forth here i think neither of them want to kill the other one but they both want to kill the other one yeah. you know it's just like it's this weird situation and so that's why the talk the cryptic talk that's not too cryptic at the end is so uh fun you know it, it's just a perfect ending to the to the movie it's like you said it's the icing on the cake doesn't need to be here could ended the scene before but it's the perfect thing you know it's the extra it's the cherry on top it's the thing you need right at the end yeah i mean i didn't know what was going to happen it could have gone down yeah. with them having a gunfight right there on the porch for you sure know, with, yeah uh, toby holding his rifle and you know, Marcus, maybe Marcus, maybe going for his gun, but they were both so cool in that moment. Marcus is just sitting down cross-legged in a chair. He's got his hat on his boot, just having the beer. Marcus yeah. has his rifle like cocked and ready to go. I like that when the boys and the ex-wife came home, he slowly like uncocked the gun. Like yeah. that was probably <laughs> going to be the end of any situation happening yeah. here. Now that the kids have been, come home, he kind of knows nothing. Can, exactly. Nothing can pop off here. Yeah, man. Really cool. I like that. He doesn't get back together with the ex-wife. I like that. He is just yeah. there working Same. on the house. He did yeah. just do this all for the boys. He's not taking a penny of it. He just wants them to be, you know, have financial support for the rest of their lives. That's why he went through all this. You know, that's why Tanner got, killed for all this it's it's for these boys so man great ending yeah it reminds me of a, a moment earlier in the movie where um you know he says to his son he's like you're going to hear a lot of things about me and his son's just like oh i won't believe a i won't believe a thing that anyone says and he said no you believe all of it and yeah. you do better you know because i did everything you're going to hear and you do better than that um i just love that this is why he doesn't need to be connected with them at the end here because it is for them. It's all for them. Uh, he just wants, he, he, he doesn't care about like making his life better. He just wants to make their life better. And yeah, right before they come home, I'm waiting for in any moment, someone to make a move, someone to just reach, you know, Marcus to reach for his gun and then Toby to shoot him or Marcus to be quick enough to shoot him. Like, I'm just waiting for that to happen. And it's, it's kind of awesome that it doesn't. And then we're just left like, I don't know, you know, I, who, who knows with these, it, it, it haunts us. Like it's going to haunt them. You know, it's sticking with us. We don't know what's going to happen between the two of them. And they don't know they're going day to day, not knowing whether the other one's going to show up and try to kill them. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's great. Yeah. You could do a it's sequel. Awesome. I'd love to see the next couple of days of these two guys. Just yeah. What's going to happen. But for sure, the movie at the end, it was dedicated to two people. And those two people were the director's parents who both unfortunately died during the filming of the movie. So okay. he dedicated the movie to them. I figured that might be the case because one of the names was David McKenzie. And I was like, that was the director. So like I looked up to see if the director had died. Oh, yeah. And the director is not dead. Um, yeah. So then I just figured that it must have been uh, it must have been his parents. Yeah. I can't recommend that one enough. That is, uh, yep. I already said it, that's a 10 out of 10 for me. It's just such a fantastic movie. Um, great atmosphere, very tense, very gripping. You know, it's got a ton of heart, great performances. Just, there's no moment in that movie where I just don't want to keep going. I just, uh, the movie, like, yep. it's about an hour and 40 minutes, which is nice. It's, you know, it could have been like a two hour, 10, 220 or something like that. Even you could fill it in there, but. It really felt like it moved at a good pace. Uh, it feels like you're racing towards the ending, and it's just, it's fantastic. Yep, and it's got the cool, you know, Taylor Sheridan uh, 
layers in it where it's like the, the system's kind of messed. You know, you you have a bank system that could potentially do this. You know, you have a, a land that is supposed to be in your families and a bank could just easily get it by sort of working around some things. And uh, yeah, it's just like that's kind of messed up, you know. And so it's it's a cool thing to for the movie to kind of expose that that's a kind of yeah, that that's a messed up thing. And uh, so at the end, you know, my my wife kind of popped in at the end. Um, just for the like kind of final confrontation there. And she's like, how are we supposed to feel at the end of the movie? Because she didn't watch it. So she's like, how are we supposed to feel? Do we like Chris Pine? And it was just an interesting question. It's like, yeah, we do. <laughs> like, we, we definitely like Chris Pine. It, it, it's interesting because he's the, he's the criminal of the movie. But, yeah. uh, you know, it, the way the movie presents it, it's like, I mean, he, he solved the problem that might have been unsolvable in any other way. Maybe not the best way it could have been done. But yeah, you like him in this movie. Um, so I I really like this ending. Definitely, yeah. You like everybody except yeah. the bank, really. Really, yeah, yeah. They're the they're the fuckers. They're the villains. They're the yeah, they're the villains of the, of the movie. I forgot to mention yeah. when when uh, <laughs> Toby goes in to like pay off the bank, to pay off the mortgage, oh, and to yes, pay off. It's so good. It's so good because the yeah the the bank te- the I guess the probably the manager or whoever one of the employees who he's dealing with yeah is so shit scared because yeah. He can't do this. He doesn't want to do this. He know, he knows what's going on. He's like, oh, that's really interesting timing that you're like able to pay this off now. And it, he's yeah. like, oh, you know, thanks for coming in. I'll, I'll get the paperwork sorted out. Uh, probably won't happen today. We'll probably do it tomorrow. Trying to delay it so that they can close on this house. And yeah. Toby's not having it. He's he's shot. He's shot at the moment. Right. And he looks <laughs> yeah. so intimidating. He just yeah. was not having it, was not going to put up with it. It's just like, you go ahead and do whatever you need to do, and I'm not leaving until it's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best. The, the bank uh, manager here is is just like, uh, oh, yeah, we'll get that done by the end of the week. Yeah. And he's like, it's the end <laughs> it's of the, the week of the today. Week. Yeah. <laughs> it's the end of week right now. Oh, well, it's going to take a few hours to the paper. He's like, I got all day. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved that moment. Um, it's It's really... Pine's just doing a great job. A great job in that moment. He's got his cowboy hat on. He looks awesome. Oh, it looks so good. Uh, yeah, it, it's such a good scene. Yeah, we left a bunch of good stuff out like that, so you can still go and watch this movie and still enjoy it. Uh, but did, please do. Please do check it out. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you'd like to support Talking Back, there's a few ways you can do that. Please just share an episode with your friend. Let them know that you uh, enjoy listening to Talking Back. You can rate or review our podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can head on over to buymeacoffee.com and leave a donation of any amount. Or you can head on over to patreon.com, search for Talking Back, and sign up to be a member of Patreon at either the $2 or $5 level. Those will get you bonus episodes every month, exclusive stuff you can't get anywhere else. And now that this episode's over, don't worry. Head on over to BFOPnetwork.com. Check out one of the other amazing nostalgia-based podcasts in our network. If you can't find something that you like, Dean will owe you one. I will. And I don't want to owe anybody anything, and I will owe you one. Dean, thanks for joining. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.